0: The Department of Homeland Security recently announced the awarding of 17 vendor contracts to provide federal agencies continuous diagnostic and mitigation services valued up to $6 billion over the next five years. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and to discuss the program, I'm pleased to be joined again by John Stryper, Director of the National Cybersecurity Division at the Department of Homeland Security. Welcome back, John.
1: Eric, I'm pleased to be with you today
0: before we get to the initiative itself, let's talk about its name. It seems the federal government wants to call it continuous diagnostics, not continuous monitoring. Is there a difference?
1: Well, clearly the phrase monitoring is used in a lot of senses, formally and informally, both inside and outside the security field. Uh, There was a belief about a year and a half ago that the phrase monitoring would somehow be confused with the practices of the diagnostic activity of finding known vulnerabilities and weaknesses and repairing them before they became objects of attack. So there was a, a decision probably in the middle of 2012 to concentrate on diagnosis and mitigation and as uh, time has gone on the potential problems of misunderstanding that phrase monitoring have uh, turned out to be important and we're uh, glad settled in on the phrasing that we have.
0: Please take a few moments to summarize how the Continuous Diagnostic and Medication Program works.
1: The decision was made at the middle of 2012 that the federal government would centralize for the civilian networks a method of looking for cyber flaws and queuing up in a dashboard a method of locating worst problems first. The belief was by doing that in a single location, DHS in this instance, that there could be economies of scale and ordering and some unified effort as the Cabinet departments and agencies and other smaller federal organizations move to incorporate this technology in their uh, daily business in order to obtain the support and understand the requirements better, have established memorandums of agreement with the major federal organizations, but the contract has been executed in a way that the 50 state governments and local governments can also order off of the contract. So we have coordination of contracting activity and coordination of technical activity and supplying services for the diagnostics that go in place on the federal level. And
0: if you had to summarize briefly, what would you say are the program's goals?
1: Well, we know that 80% of the incidents which occur that involve some kind of problem of exfiltrating data, lean on cyber flaws that are previously known. The objective for the sub-areas of vulnerability management, strong compliance settings, monitoring hardware, asset management, and software asset management and whitelisting, all these capabilities in the first phase are designed in a way to see to it that the Uh, problems in those areas on civilian networks are reduced. Uh, Over time we'll move into other topic areas that will deal with uh, privileges but for the time being uh, hardware, software, asset management, whitelisting and uh, vulnerability cyber flaw corrections are the concentration of our activities.
0: You just focus on those first areas, the reason you're not going into areas such as privilege or are there other factors involved?
1: A portion of it is money, a portion of it is the historically that we found that the cybersecurity professionals working with the program managers and the departments and agencies require a little bit of time to get used to the tools. We are eventually trying to cover as many of the known weaknesses that are recorded in the NIST 800-53 publication in the catalog. its a lot of ground to cover, so uh, dividing it into approximately a thirds was the method we arrived at to balance against both money and the time available of the staff to work on these issues.
0: What are the responsibilities in this initiative of DHS, and what are specifically the agency's responsibilities?
1: Well, Eric, there was a recommendation early on that the historical lines of responsibility for implementing technology programs in the government would be honored and considered. The traditional method of funding is that dollars for the custom software of the government and the networks flow down from Congress to the departments and agencies. That's where the responsibility for the risk decisions. Are made. So DHS's role in this capacity is to provide the diagnostic reports that highlight the worst problems first that need to be repaired. The job of actually making the repairs is an assignment which is left to the department and agency which is responsible for the application. Now DHS take on the additional role of the single interface with the General Services Administration, who is sponsoring the procurement initiative with the 17 vendors that you have named and we provide overall uh, program management assistance and we'll do the dashboard as well. I think the fixing is done in the departments and agencies and balance of the technical acquisition and program rollout is being assisted through the Department of Homeland Security.
0: It's optional for agencies to participate?
1: Historically, there has always been some kind of diagnosis and Mitigation activity occurring. Probably the earliest of its kind was antivirus. We have done vulnerability and compliance setting testing for certifications and accreditations over time. And it's this second aspect that is required under the Federal Information Security Management Act that has the departments and agencies considering the importance of implementing the CDM program. Over time, there's a suggestion that portions of the testing which are required under the Federal Information Security. Management Act can be done with the sensors and tools under the CDM program as opposed to hiring contractors and using other internal staff to do the once-in-three-year certification and accreditation later reauthorization studies. So from the sense that we're required to do ongoing uh, security testing and CDM is a tool that can help accomplish that efficiently, the program is going to be a standard feature of the federal departments and agencies that are on the civilian side. The Department of Defense and Committee on National Security System organizations in the Department of Defense will be making their own arrangements in this regard, although they can uh, be placing uh, orders off the contract where the CDM contract and its strategies are more optional and at the discretion would be the 50 state governments and local governments who operate uh, for the non-federal systems under different guidelines than FISMA.
0: As this program is being laid out, what are you hearing from CISOs, CIOs, about the program? What are some of the kind of questions that they're raising?
1: Many of the... Chief Information Security Officers and CIOs appreciate the fact that Congress has set aside money for these uh, purposes. Uh, It's not new to your listeners that the federal government is in a very tight time for budgets. Uh, The fact that money has been allocated for these purposes uh, to buy the tools that they currently don't have. The fact that the contract arrangements are in place that can allow them uh, savings to buy the tools uh, that they already have discounted prices are all very good news to the CISOs and CIOs. So a lot of their questions when we met with them last week, focusing on what are the ordering procedures that will be used, which kinds of procurements for commodities and services will be done in which order, and what format could their requirements be communicated to take advantage of, of this program. I think that the number of the CIOs and CISOs look ahead to the questions of what will be the formal procedures of government that might allow automated security testing to substitute for some of the contracted reauthorization studies that have been required once in every three years in the past. Those CISOs who have an annual report to make to Congress for the Federal Information Security Management Act are wondering how the questions of the Office of Inspector Generals and uh, GAO may change over time as the government shifts to a greater percentage of continuous monitoring. So I think we're in a transition phase where a lot of these issues are on the minds of many of the senior people as well as the working-level staff. And What form everything takes in the future is right at a, a pivot point as the Office of Management and Budget announces its policies in this, these areas.
0: Do you know if it's just all- OMB policy that that may be changed to to sort of uh, ease some of the reporting requirements. Now that students will have continuous uh, diagnostics, or does this require legislative change, or perhaps both?
1: As those involved with policy and uh, legal concerns have examined the original Federal Information Security Management Act, uh, they find that the requirement to uh, assure the security of government on an ongoing basis for very broad authority back in 2002 when it was originally adopted, the focus of attention now are some of those implementing regulations that are recorded and questions and answers for the annual FISMA review that are drawing the attention of many of the departments and agencies that are trying to organize themselves for the uh, final reports that they co-write with the OIG. So I think the conclusions are that there's enough authority. How we ask for the conduct our annual security review, these are the topics that are under most active consideration at the moment. I think it's also important to bring into the discussion that the activities of both the OIGs and the government are guided by the National Institute of Standards documents in the 800 series. In these cases, we're also finding an encouragement to expand a continuous monitoring where uh, appropriate. So I think you're seeing the beginning of a change and probably will take some time as we move through the very large number of systems that the government currently manages uh, where these new methods could be applied.
0: You've been listening to the first of a two-part conversation I had with John Stryper, director of the National Cybersecurity Division at the Department of Homeland Security, about the new federal government initiative to help agencies deploy and manage continuous diagnostic and mitigation services. Please look for part two of the interview on our website when Streifer discusses the challenges of running continuous monitoring programs, including managing outside vendors. Till then, I'm Eric Chabro of Information
1: Security Media Group,